0: Hello, friends and fellow moms, and welcome to the 16th episode of the Moms on the Air podcast. I'm your host, Katie Mann, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and daughter, Maddie Mann. And for today's episode, we'll be joined by the lovely Elise Curran, a children's author who is known for her wonderful picture books that make kids actually want to read. So, Elise, welcome, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so let's let's dive right into it. You know, just if you don't mind, just share with your um, share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and what inspires you to write your children's books.
1: Sure. So, um, like you said, Katie, my name is Elise. I am a mom, a wife, a uh, uh, educator. I taught early childhood for many, many years, and recently I've been a stay-at-home mom with my kids, and. Uh, I also do an author interview series where indie authors share their process with other people who are kind of new to that field and learning. Um, and I have a little free library that I am obsessed with. And I do book reviews from other indie, li- indie authors where they send me their books. I review them and then I donate them to my little library and the community comes and enjoys them. So I'm thrilled to be doing that. Um, I am the author, as you said, of Nana Will Say Yes. And Grandpa will say yes. Those are my two children's books. And I was deeply, deeply inspired, I think, as many of us are, by my children. I have a two year old and a five year old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No day is ever a dull day. (laughs) Exactly. They keep me super, super busy. Um, And one time I just happened to be at my parents' house and they have a very close relationship with my kids. And uh, my daughter asked me something and she said, Can I, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, go ask Nana, Nana will say yes, like that. And it kind of (laughs) was a lightning strike. And as an educator, I've read so many children's books and been inspired by so many and always thought, wow, that would be like an awesome thing to do. Um, But that was the day, lightning struck. And I said, Nana will say yes. I was like, I think there's something there. that's kind of a universal truth. So their relationship kind of inspired me to write my first book, which came out in 2022, which is Nana will say yes. Um, and then I quickly followed that one up with a story about my dad and my son. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I was thrilled to get them out for my kids to be reading them as children. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what inspired me. No, and I think the book titles are very, very
0: relatable. Um I definitely think they are, to say the
1: the least.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, for you, how do you ensure your characters and story, you know, can connect with young readers?
1: Um, It's important to me that they really connect. And one of the things that I, I thought about when I was writing these books is universal truths. So there are some universal truths here everyone has a special person to them in their life. And my kids, it's their Nana and their grandpa and their grandma and their pop and you know their aunts and their uncles. It doesn't have to be that person for you to relate to the book um, or the books. It's kind of just more about that relationship and the, the love that shines through for the book to really have that resonate with them. So the universal truth of having that special person that you love, that you know will kind of spoil you a little bit. Sometimes it's your parents, sometimes it's your grandparents. Um, but it's funny to hear everyone say, oh, yeah, Nana will say yes, that's for sure. <laughs> or Grandma no, will say yes. No,
0: the, that's the truth. Uh, that is definitely the truth. And yes. Maddie agrees, too. And <laughs> Smart for girl. you as, a, as an author, what's the secret or what, what's your secret to making sure kids genuinely are interested in reading your books?
1: So I think... One main secret is, is vibrant illustration. So I worked with an illustrator, Aisha Gohar, who was amazing and really active to my ideas. And I think covers of books draw kids in, whether we like it or not. Don't judge a book by its cover. Kids, kids do. Kids <laughs> do. So like also going with the universal truth themes, you know, kids love bikes, kids love cookies, kids love, you know, seeing love on the page. So I think that having those like bright colors and illustrations and, and some of those things that kind of can pull them in um, is Uh a key in terms of the inside of the story and what the story is really about um, having predictable text. So young readers uh, can start to feel confident and build their fluency while they're reading or hearing this story. Um, So Nana will say yes, when you ask her to and then Nana will say yes, even though. And it kind of repeats throughout the text. So kids get comfortable with that. They know that it's coming next. And that's like a draw for them to really want to be reading it. Um, that must be it
0: must be a fun read for them and parents. It and is. grandparents.
1: I think so. It's it's kind of like, you know, it's warm, it's fuzzy, it's it's reminding you and me as I was writing it of like childhood and those things that once again are universally loved. Cookies, bikes you know, um, going fishing, having sleepovers. So those things that really resonate and connect with kids kind of pull them into the book and they can make connections and say, oh yeah, you know, I like that too. Or I know someone who does this. Uh, so I think that that's kind of key into really making them want to keep reading the book and reading it over and over because exposure to the same book is key to reading development. So.
0: No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And how do you balance, you know, for for you, how do you balance the educational aspect of your books while keeping them entertaining?
1: Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, there is the predictable text aspect of the book. Um, and that's a tool that writers use to kind of make kids more comfortable when reading, develop their fluency, um, And really just hook them. Um, There's that. There's also snap words or sight words that are built in. I know, sight words. I know, it's early. (laughs) It's early for sight words. But those words that in kindergarten, we really want kids (laughs) kindergarten through second grade to kind of memorize and have them known like this. So throughout the book, I purposely put in words like, will, say, yes, you, to, go, the, look. Um, And that's kind of the educational piece for the early childhood aspect of it. Um, The other piece for the educational aspect is using beginning sounds. Um, So using, uh, for example, in this picture, Nana will say yes when you want to show her. And then the kids can kind of use that beginning sound that they might be learning. And use the picture, which is a strategy to help them. Good job. Yeah, Which is a strategy to help them read that word bugs. Um, So they see the bugs in the picture. They see the the word that starts with the letter B. And it's a strategy that kids are taught in early reading. So that's kind of the educational piece snuck in there. Um, And then the entertaining piece is the rhyming in it. The high interest topics. Um, and then the feelings, because I think we all can kind of relate to the feeling of love and um, affection towards someone that you really care about. So I kind of tried to have that balance in there for everyone.
0: No, and that's a, that's a great, great asset to parents, to kids for having them, you know, kind of embrace reading. And what's your creative process when crafting these stories?
1: So uh, for these books, They were both kind of lightning strike moments. The the Nana will say yes, was lightning strike. And a few of the other ones that I'm working on currently are kind of happens with a lightning strike. After the lightning strike, it's kind of like a circle moves towards brainstorming. I end up just kind of writing down my thoughts, thinking of if I want it to be a rhyming book, thinking of different rhymes for the the story. What kind of can tie in? um, What do I really want to get across? So it's more like a list and just throwing down different ideas. Um, after that, I kind of move to like a drafting or storyboarding, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts, um, where you can, where I map out the book and I say, okay, I want this. And then here's a kind of idea for a picture to match it. And then the next page, very similar throughout the whole story, just kind of map out what it might look like and all of it's fluid and can change. Um, but that's my favorite part where it really starts becoming something visual, Uh, After that, I kind of send it out for edits and sharing with family and friends, trusted people, teachers I've worked with um, who I really, really trust um, and respect their opinion. And they kind of throw back different ideas. Oh, how about this? Or maybe this part. Think about this again. Um, So that's like the edit and share. And then it goes back into a revised stage. And I would say I go through that. Cycle a few times to kind of get it right and keep revising and keep drafting and and you know the words come pretty quickly but sometimes the order and the ideas really need some work. That's true. Hi,
0: um, in for in for you. You mentioned you're working on a few other other um, books right now. Do you mind sharing any details about them or?
1: Yeah, sure. I have two that I'm really passionate about right at this moment. One is kind of an early reader. Um, it's called Lake Days. It's very more simple. It would have like really vibrant, colorful, watercolor illustrations um, inspired by summer days. And, and we have, uh, we have a very special place to us, Lake George, New York. And every time love we're there, Lake George. love Lake George, it's the best. Um, mm-hmm. So you know how special it is and what it means to, ki- you know, kids growing up there and I've grown up there, you know, for summers and. It really just is like a special moment, so I kind of wanted to encapsulate that by you know making a little it's a little, little bit uh, of a love letter to ode like. to it exactly and then, um the other one I am working on, which I'm really passionate about is is about really big feelings um so it's it's about starting again, it's kind of providing a strategy to kids when they're in that moment and they have these huge feelings and toddlers we know <laughs> will really give you those big feelings 100%. It's 0 to 100. And they need help getting through them. So it's kind of it's a it's called starting again as your friend and it kind of goes through on like how you can reset, take a breath, um and it follows a child through their day um with little frustrating moments that might happen to them and how they can kind of make their way through them and um, I'm excited about it. I'm hoping that it'll be out within, you know, maybe the next year. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of in that brainstorming. It's in the storyboard phase. Um, and then I'm going to be putting it out for some edits and sharing. And yeah, but it's, it's really fun to kind of see it come together from like an idea in conception to all the way through to the finished product. So those are what I'm working on now.
0: No, that's great. Um, and kind of just shifting gears a little bit, is there for you, has there been any memorable feedback from either young young readers or parents that, you know, kind of touched on how the book impacted them?
1: Yeah, I would say it's a great question because it's really like a touchy feely thing for me when I hear, oh, wow, like, you know my daughter or son picks out this book every single night for bedtime. And that's really memorable to me because I'm like, wow, that's a memory that they're making with their parent and a bonding moment at the end of a long day that this is what you choose to pick out is like, you know, it's really heartwarming. And then the other thing that really sticks out to me um, is parents and grandparents saying to me, adults remembering their time with their grandparents when they were younger and saying it like flooded them with memories and you know reminding them how special their grandparents are and like how that relationship was kind of like next generation for them so that has been huge for me to hear you know adults remembering their time with their own grandparents and me seeing my kids with their grandparents it kind of just feels full circle yeah. So that has been super memorable to me about the the feedback i've been getting
0: no, that's awesome. And who are some of your favorite uh, writers and children's hey. writers?
1: I love um, Laura Numeroff, the Give a Mass a Cookie, the Give a Mass a Cookie. And like Great the, book. Oh, it's the best. And that really inspired me with the predictable text uh, aspect of my book to really like hook and draw in. Um, I'm a big fan of Natasha uh, Wig, who has uh, the Night Before series. So the night before preschool, the night before kindergarten, the night before dancer recital. I actually
0: haven't seen those before. I got to check those out.
1: Oh, they're really fun. They're fun and they have so many. Like every holiday, my daughter wants to get the new one for, you know, oh, it's going to be Halloween. Let's read the night before. And we end up reading it for like a few weeks before. She's obsessed with them. I love that. Um, and then I've been really inspired by a few uh, indie authors recently, specifically Megan Craft, who does a series called Mission Inclusion. Okay, And she has, um, she's working, this is her second book coming out about, um, children with all sorts of disabilities and how it's important for inclusion to look and what it looks like in schools and at home and how everyone might, her first book was about, um, a little girl with a feeding tube and kind of explaining what her day looks like. And like, yes, this is different, but we're, we're all really the same at the end of the day, but our differences are what make us special and unique. So if you have a chance to check out Megan craft's book um, and her series, mission inclusion, that's, that's been a, a new favorite of mine.
0: Oh, that's great. And uh, where can people uh, get your books and follow you? And
1: yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram at Elise Curran Um, Check out my website, EliseKern.com. And you can get my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I highly recommend getting them on bookshop.org because that supports local bookstores. um, That money kind of filters back into the local community. Um, And you can choose the local bookstore you'd like to support also. Um, So that's my recommendation, but you can also easily get them on Amazon.
0: Okay. No, that's great. And... Mm -hmm. As you can hear, somebody's nap time is approaching. Uh, For anybody watching on YouTube, has probably been entertained by my co-host, Antic. But, Elise, I want to thank you so much for your time today, sharing your insight about uh, your books, your creative process, how you're getting more kids to read, which is a great thing, and I hope... Mm -hmm more parents, just embrace that. Um, We appreciate you. Wish you the best. Hope you'll join us for a future episode. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Hope you'll join us for next week's episode. Be sure to follow our official Instagram account, Moms on the Air, where we will share who our next guest will be. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe wherever you're listening, give us a five-star rating. And until next time, I'm Katie and this is Maddie and we are the Moms on the Air podcast.